Inspires Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Bergio. And OMG, do I have somebody special for you guys today? Literally, if you don't know, now you know your boy Asil is in the house. What's up, dude? How are you? Yes, Asil is in the house. I'm great. How are you doing, Jessica? So Thank good. you so much for having me. Oh my God, it's my pleasure. I literally have been on your ass for like, like two, three months to get you on the show because I'm so fascinated by what you've created, your online presence, and everything that you do. You guys, Asil is a New York stylist and educator. He is a trust professional artist. Link is in bio for his education. We'll touch on some of that later, but he has really exclusive, amazing in-person education that you guys can get your hands on if you're as obsessed with him as I am, which you will be. You're welcome. Um, He was born and raised in Istanbul and has been living in New York City since 2015. I want to know the backstory. I mean, I know you've been a licensed hairstylist for many years now, but like, how did you transition from home to New York. Like, what was that? Like, I want to jump right in. Cause that's a huge shift in like culture and what's going on. And then to yeah. make a name for yourself, like you have in the way that you have, like, you must have awesome parents, by the way, that's just like what I got to imagine because they raised like such a cool, amazing, yet so humble dude that like, I just want to shout out to them. Right. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I mean, I, I got to give credit to myself, you know, <laughs> Yes. I, I did I did the whole thing by myself. So but we can give them some credit. Okay. That's all right. That's all right. So I am originally from Turkey. I was born and raised in Istanbul. Uh I came to States in 2015 when I was 22 years old. Right. When I turned 22, I got opportunity in, in Turkey. I was lucky to have a great mentor who supported me no matter what I did, no matter why what, what I wanted to do. I was working for him for a long time. He taught me everything I know. And one day, you know, his his sister's brother was in the States and, you know, they helped me to come here and, you know, they did the paperwork, they sponsored me and I came here as a hairstylist, which I was very blessed to have that opportunity. And as soon as I came to States, third day, I started to work as an assistant uh, because of the uh, language barrier. I didn't speak perfect English, so I was like working as an assistant, you know, like trying to get learn the system and everything, even though I was a hairstylist. You know, I was still like, you know, uh, I was a professional hairstylist even at that point of my life. Yeah, that's how I came. I started to work as an assistant for about a couple months, you know, learned, picked up very quickly, became a hairstylist. Uh, that's about it. Like, it didn't take too much time to show my talent because I, I, I am a talented guy and I like to show that. That's why I wasn't hesitating. Even though I couldn't speak English, I tried my best and I made the best out of it, honestly. Uh, I'd say you've made the best out of it. Like you've created a whole like different persona that you like present that I think is just so badass because you see that in so many like high level celebrities, they have this persona like Beyonce when she's on stage, she's Sasha Fierce. Like you are you, and I'm sure your clients get that like really amazing version of you when they're in the chair, having that experience. But then there's this part of you that has this like amazing showmanship. That's so I find attractive and think is so inspirational and cool. And then takes you to the next level and there's clients that just want like that piece of it right they want to be with somebody yeah. who takes their career so seriously and is and so you know the experience the exclusivity that you give to your clients like the way that you're so creative in creating your own merchandise the balayage board that you're coming out with like all of that stuff is is above and beyond what like i would say the normal hairdresser does right exactly true where, where would you say that drive and all that shit comes from like how do you work like who's in there doing all the work you know, sometimes I, I catch myself always thinking about ideas, thinking about what I can do for myself. How can I push myself 
even further how can i make stuff uncomfortable because since you know i joined on to instagram 2013 because of my sister and the first thing i did was was posting pic hair pictures because i just love so much doing hair it's like you know it's in me i cannot just like hair is not just a like job for me you know the first thing i posted was hair 2013 people didn't even use instagram as a hair like my mentality was just like okay i need to represent myself as a hairstylist rather than just using a filter app but for you know being a hairstylist just not like for me like you know going to work doing hair i wanted to like you know create something and when i came to states i'll be honest with you i was very lonely i didn't have much to do i didn't have no friends i just had my job my talent and my phone so i was like you know working in the salon as a hairstylist doing bunch of groupons every day i was like okay what, what else i can create of this creating content so that's 2015 when i was doing 80 dollar 90 dollar balayage groupon balayage services i was just creating content you know nobody wanted to do them i was like i'll do it gladly and i was doing them i was taking pictures i was creating videos and that's when i went really viral after like six months i think i was taking models i had like five balayages a day just brand new guy in the salon old book everybody was like what is what is happening my boss came up to me he's like she's like how do you find these people and i'm like instagram no one using instagram in the salon what is happening so that then i i knew i was onto something honestly because i kind of saw the opportunity that's why i kind of like heavily tried to like create content even though i i still i was trying to figure it out i was telling people like you should get on instagram take some pictures let's create content even though i was i didn't know what i was doing so later on you know it's led so many opportunities for me it opened so many doors i became very successful because of social media i put my name out there you know it's it helped me so much i mean and it shows and i feel like i've had so many conversations with people who have instagrams that have blown up and it and, and everyone wants to think it was like an overnight success and they say what well, overnight successes take about 10 years like 2015 like it's 2022 like that's yeah. it's almost 10 years of you putting in the work yep. that you have and yeah you got in early and that's the thing about like trends and the market and like staying on top of like what's working but also just being consistent being consistent yes. and trying to figure out a way to stand out above all the noise of what everyone else is doing you know and that's like really what you've created and so i don't know if you guys like caught on but he has a whole other persona a whole other instagram called fucking hair which it has the f word in it so you know i love it like and yeah. I, it's epic and what what came first was your personal page first or was fucking hair first so Jessica, I had my page, Asil, and you know, I told you my mind is not normal. I always, I always think like what I can do for to be something else. Like I need something else for me. So I'm going on Instagram. I, I am searching for something, but I don't know what I'm searching for. I'm looking like pages. I'm looking like, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking, but I'm looking for something. And I, I came across fucking hair. It wasn't mine. It was just a page that created and this girl that was running the page. So I tried to like find her. Like I see like she takes herself in the comments. She's like, my name is like, let's say Jessica. I'm like, who is Jessica? So I, I go all the way down the first post. I see her Instagram name. I DM her. I'm like, hey, my name is Lucille. I'm a hairstylist. I would like to know if you willing to like, you know, give me your page so I can run it for you. Honestly, with, you know, straight up. And she was like, you know what? Actually, I don't do anything with it. So you can have it. 
So she sent me the password and the username. I was like, wow, that was easier than I thought. So I go, I, you know, run the page a couple months. The following was like 19,000 followers. I'm like, I was like, hey girl, like, you know, you're not gonna do anything with this page. So how about I give you $250 and you just give me the page? You know, I, I want to be fair with her. So I give her $200, whatever. She's like, okay, page is all yours. So I kept it. So after that, when I started to build a page, I was posting mostly like fucking here, like rainbow, like vivids. And I just, I love doing vivids. That's how I like grew my social media. So I really liked that concept. And after a while, I realized I could say whatever I want on that page because no one knows who I am. So I kind of like, there is a seal is very nice, you know, very humble. It can be, you know, very gentleman, but there is another seal is an asshole. It's going to say whatever the he, fuck he wants to say, and then he's going to do whatever he wants to do. And he doesn't care if you don't like it, learn to love it. You know, that kind of type. So I was like, you know what? I like this. I like having this two, you know, opportunity for me to just do whatever I want to do. That's when I start to like mold that into my like second personality. And that's been, you know, people like that. And, you know, I just do what people like. Uh, the rocket ship effect of like, taking an account from 19,000 to over 300,000, like people yeah. like it. Like that's a hell yes. They like to see that shit. Like your yeah. stuff gets reposted more often than it's always like popping up. And I'm like, Oh my God, there he is again. Like, and then it, I get to your page and I go down the rabbit hole of whatever I've missed. And I'm always like, some of it's like wild and crazy, but some of it's just like good shit you want to watch. And it's like, so, yeah. cool. and I, I love that you say that there's like those dual personalities of like, I'm the really nice guy. And like, I get, I'm humble and I do great here. And then there's this other side of me. That's like this badass like motherfucker. That's just like, da 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 da. And I think yeah. we have those two people in us, but yeah. people like myself sometimes want to come off proper or like do the right thing or like act a certain type of way so that you can attract a certain kind of clientele, but how fun to have a place where you can just unapologetically like do whatever, say whatever, share whatever, like so awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. But, you know, I just want to mention this. I really saw an opportunity on social media and I took advantage of it. I think that's when you see you. We always look at things, but we never see the opportunity. Right. Like I, I used to build pages and sell it to companies. Mm -hmm. I was a hairstylist. I wasn't a social media manager. I cannot say the names right now, but I was working for different companies in the business. Very big. I was doing their social media. I built pages from scratch and I sold it to them for $5,000, $10,000. And no one told me I can't do that. I just did it. Hey, you want a page? I have a page. I don't need... It was one of the biggest balayage page. Balayage here, maybe half million hashtags. Build it, sold it to company that needed to, you know, for their product line, whatever. Wow. So it's like really seeing the opportunity. What can I make best out of this for myself? Because opportunities are, you know, we know how social media works. So that for me is like, I know like when I see something, that's why I was like going for it. And I really took good advantage. I believe. Yeah, you did. That's amazing. I mean, I, it's, it's so crazy because like I say all the time, like you don't know what you don't know. And when you can see an opportunity, it's like, what are you good at? What do you enjoy doing? What like, exactly. and then promote it. And by promoting, it doesn't mean you have to do some weird marketing shit, like talk about it, share it with people, go ask people if they'd be interested in the thing that you created. And so yeah how genius to like build pages and then sell them. It's like domain names. Now people come up with random names, buy them, or they like, you know, put them on like GoDaddy or whatever. And then people like five, six years later want to start a business. They Google the name and boom, they got to pay five, 10, $15,000 for a name. Yep. 
that's not even anything. It's just literally words. So like, there's so much opportunity if sometimes you can just slow down and see like, what is it that I'm already good at? What do I enjoy doing? And how can I like make money with this? And that's one of the things I love teaching when I coach is like, it's not just you're behind the chair business. How else can you diversify your revenue and how else can you make money, but still buy the thing that you love to do and the experience that you have. So how long were you doing here before you came to New York? So I, you know, I always uh, think about this because I started at this very young age. I was 13 years old. I, I, I didn't want to go to school. Yeah. I just, it wasn't my thing. You know, I just knew I, I didn't want to go to school basically. So I was 13 years old. I dropped out of school. I didn't, you know, go to high school basically. And I started to work in the hair salon when I was 14 years old, almost 14. And my parents thought it was just a summer job. You know, I was hanging out, making some tips. Mm-hmm. And I stayed, honestly, I stayed in this hair salon and I worked my way up and I was a hairstylist. Basically, I did assisting about uh, three years and then I became a like, you know, junior hairstylist. I was blow drying hair, doing toners and stuff. So I would say I got into business when I was 14. Now I'm 29. It's been 15 years in the business, but I would say I've been doing hair over 10 years, which means when I came to States, I was already experienced i was already doing balayage i was already doing color correction so i i will say i was a hairstylist like fully when i came to states yeah that makes sense um i feel like again like i was saying before like people feel like they see the overnight success and then they don't realize like how much work you put in beforehand like yeah 13 years old like i get it like that's this is all you know and this is who you are like it's like in your blood to like eat sleep and breathe this and I I love people that that's like they're so passionate about what they do like it just oozes out everywhere everything that you talk about when you're doing video and I watch you even the the small clips that you create I can just see it in you that you're like so enjoying it and it's like you're where you're supposed to be like that like yeah no it's so cool because I feel like authenticity is tough to like come by these days and like that's why when I first wanted to connect with you, I was like, this dude seems like the real deal. And then like you right away, like message me back. No, I'd love to be on your show. Like I'm finding that more and more people that I think are, I don't know. I don't want to say like out of reach to like chat with or like celebrity stylists or doing big things. Like they're not all as humble as you are. So it's so nice to like meet people who are still grounded, still down to earth, still down to give me like a little bit of their time to, you know, just of show, course. show the industry. Cause that's what this podcast is for. And that's why you know, this is such a passion of mine now and why I just love having these conversations because you know how much we love to talk and connect. Exactly. I, I started to feel like hair wasn't for me anymore. And I really fell into this career because I have terrible hair. I have curly, frizzy. Now it's gray. Like I always struggled. I hated my hair as a kid. And it's like, no wonder that I fell into this industry because I, like you, didn't enjoy traditional school. I need to use my hands. I have ADHD. Like I'm always talking and moving and doing and like visuals are like how I operate. So, you know, to get into the space where I'm like, I always was passionate about people, but the hair was just a byproduct. I just happened to be good at the hair. Like someone showed me how to do it. I could do it. Someone brought me a picture. I could do the picture and people are like, Oh, you're so talented. And I'm like, no, I just, someone showed me how to do it. So I'm doing it. And they're like, no, but that's, that means you're good. And I was like, Oh, and I always just took it for granted as a, the technical part is so easy for me, but it was the people part that like really fired me up. And so I had a a mentor really similar to you, like eight slept and breathed hair. Like he still lights up when he does hair and he's just like, that's all he cares about. And I remember feeling like, Oh, I'm not a good hairdresser. I don't 
I don't, I like to do other things too. And he was like, no, you can still be good at this, but like have other passions. And he was the one who taught me like the client experience and like really having great conversations with your clients. Like you don't have to be the best technical person, but if you give them the best like connection and experience and give them that space, like you will forever be their favorite person. So, you know, now transitioning after 20 years of doing hair, I just, I couldn't see myself not still talking to my people, which is like other stylists. So that's like having these conversations. It just lights me up around our industry and to see like, even through this pandemic, I feel like it's 10 X our level of like respect for how much people really care about getting their hair done, really care about their personal care services. Like they missed us. They were like, yes, can I come to your house? <laughs> How much do I got to pay you to come? <laughs> like, when can I, I these rooms, like, like it was so it's, it was actually such a good pause and then a good re, you know, affirmative thing for us to know that like, we are important to our clients. Like they, exactly. they want, they need us. They want us. So talk to me about like, cause I don't know your pricing and I don't know how you normally like take clients and what that, what that looks like, but are you at a point now where you're charging hourly or how do you kind of work out what you charge for your clients, especially with the bigger projects that you do? Yeah. Uh, so past couple of years, I stopped taking more new clients. You know, I try to focus on my, you know, like education, traveling. I've been working with trust since 2017. I was one of the first uh, influencers they were working and I stick with them. It's been five years. So I kind of like do lots of teachings for them. I travel for them a lot. I do my independent education and also I maintain my clientele. I take some referrals here and there. I realized it was being um, so like ugly taking new clients, especially random people. You know, I opened my own salon in 2020. When I start to like, you know, let new clients more into my life, because before that I was more still strictly. Uh, when I opened my salon, I had, you know, people just walking, just making appointments randomly or like, you know, I was like, okay, I'm a salon owner now. I'm going to try this out. I know I can make everybody happy. If I really try hard as a hairstylist, because I know how people are doing hair. This is where I get really uh, passionate because people think doing hair is just doing hair. For me, I can do someone's hair and maybe hair is not like really what they want, but I'll make them happy. In a way, I'm, I'm not like manipulative way, but more like I know what she wants and I can kind of like force her to my way a little bit and still she's going to be happy. So with that mentality, I always, you know, I'm never scared to take new clients. But what happened is the more I take new clients, I see some of like, you know, these crazy ladies coming out to my way. They're either complaining about like their hair for no reason, trying to get refund, trying to like, you know, put dirt on my name. So that, that's when I was like, okay, I got to step, you know, back a little bit and see like what's really happening because I really, I was getting really anxious and, you know, like stressful and I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. So that's when I like, okay, I'm going to have more control over who I take because, you know, this girl tells me like, oh, I cannot pay 500 okay, but you didn't ask or like, you know, so many like situations that we go through as a hairstylist. I had that a lot with new clients than my, you know, like maintaining my, my existing clientele and referrals. I didn't have no problems. So I was like, I'm going to go with more referrals because they already came with pre, pre-boundaries. They already knew how much I was charging. They already knew how I was working. So that kind of gave me, gave me more comfort. Uh, and, you know, that's what I've been doing after I closed my salon, after pandemic, I closed down my salon. And 
it's been like two years. I try to take on the referrals. Sometimes I take new clients. It depends on my mood. It depends on the client's language, the way they DM me, the way they email me. It's I can't really tell if someone is, you know, I don't want to say crazy, but if I can, I can say like if someone is very like too picky or like I don't have the energy to make them happy anymore. I just don't because it's been such a long time, you know, in, in my business life. I just don't feel like I'm obligated to do that because I make money not just doing hair. That's why it gives me that comfort that I can say, I don't want to do your hair. Right. So that's why right now I just take referrals. Sometimes I see like, you know, some girls messages me. I'm like, you know what? This could be a good content. This could be a good transformation video because I still need those to maintain my social existence. Because right. if you don't post the content your fans want to see, then, you know, the engagement goes down and, you know, we know the rest of the story. So right. I got to keep up with my TikTok, with my this. With, so I have responsibilities, you know. That's why I, I still take new clients. I still take referrals. I still do my job. I still go to work, you know, and I travel a lot. Like I said, I teach my classes, my independent classes. I do private classes. So it's like, you know, a little bit of everything mixed into me. You know, it just makes me happy. I try not to put too much pressure on myself. You know, I just try to like enjoy my life. Yeah. Doing hair. So good. So how old are you? Did you say you are now? 29. 29. Oh my God. You're such a baby. I love it. I am a baby. You are. That's amazing. Like, I, I can't wait to check back in in a couple of years and see where you're at, let alone 10 uh, years from now. Yeah, because I'm almost not twice your age, but I'm getting there. Um, I, I think it's just, it's it's so cool. And to hear you just like walk through that journey of like being in a place now where you're protecting your own energy so that you can serve the people yeah. who really meant for you and not saying yes to whoever. Because I mean, even if you paid the picky crazy lady even if she paid you a thousand dollars for her hair like sometimes that energy exchange is not even fucking worth it because not at all. so drained afterwards and then nine times out of ten they're going to come back with some bullshit of like this, yeah. this or that is that and it's like when you like you said even being aware of how someone dms you or how they're emailing you what language they're using are they talking shit about their old hairdresser are they complaining are they already coming in and like a defensive thing like weeding out people who don't fit your energy is everything so you already knowing that like that's i mean that is what will keep you in the hair game versus wanting yeah. to not be in it anymore yeah the thing is i you know i came from a place like i am turkish so in my culture respect is very important even in the salon like when i was an assistant i couldn't sit with the people who was a hairstylist who was like owners we couldn't even sit next to them that was showing the respect. Like, you cannot be in the same place with me. You don't even work my energy. So that, for me, like, I am such an old head. When client goes opposite uh, direction of me, I get, I think it's disrespectful. So I take everything personal. And there are so many times I told clients to leave. I was like, get up and leave. I don't, I don't care. Like, I am just like, I changed, I changed a lot. I humbled myself. I used to be like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, don't talk to me. Just leave. I don't want to do your hair. And I, I learned that that wasn't helping me either because I didn't, I'm, I'm a nice guy. I know myself and I don't want to be rude to nobody. And, but when they disrespect me, uh, when they disrespect me, I was doing, being the same way. Okay. If you're going to disrespect me, I'm going to disrespect you. But it wasn't helping me. So I was like, I cannot be doing that. That's why I need to like change a little bit. And, you know, let, let's not take, take those people. And so I don't have to change my personality. Right. So it's really like, you know, protecting yourself and your image and your brand. So taking those people is never, never helpful to your business whatsoever. I could not agree more. So let's talk about pricing then. Like, do you charge hourly? Do you have like a pre, 
um, yes. consultation so, with them where you tell them this is probably what it's going to be? This is probably how long it's going to take me? Or do you like, how do you map that out for your days? So I usually have a base price for balayage services, which is starts from 400 for my existing clients. And it goes up to 600, depends on the project. But when it comes to new clients, I always add another $100. You know, it's because I'm not taking many new clients. So if they want to be one of the new clients, because I know I'm going to have to keep maintaining them, I am willing to take you as a client, but I, I need you pay for my, my time. Right. So that's, you know, for me, hourly is, you know, kind of like I used to think hourly charging and I've been doing like that. But then I realized sometimes it's not the best. So it depends on the client. Sometimes I give them like a whole session price, which is like, you know, okay, you get in balayage, it's going to take six hours. Or five hours, it's gonna be $125 per hour. So we're gonna make end up like $600. But sometimes it doesn't make to them. So it's really like important for me to explain them what they really get in and what they really paying for, you know, kind of like breakdown still. In my mind, I still calculate hourly, but I kind of like break down for them. Not like necessarily like, okay, haircut, like blow dry or like uh, toner. I just tell them, okay, this is why you're paying this money. We're going to do this. We're going to do toner. We're going to do double toner. We're going to use, you know, treatments. We, we're going to have to do, there is nothing optional in the service that you cannot just take out. So you have to pay this price and they have to agree to pay this price. And if they don't, you know, whatever. But everything is in my mind, honestly, like, because I know who comes to me, existing clients, they already know how much they're supposed to pay. So the less new clients I take, I don't have to stress about explaining them myself. Right. But I usually try to have a nice conversation. I try to like, I try to keep it just like under five minutes, like real quick, like, hey, this is how much it's going to be. Just let you know. So there is no problems uh, after we do your hair. That's, that's about it. That's good. No, I mean, and clarity and communication is like everything that people know what they're getting, but it's so nice not to have to go over all of that because you have so many like regular clients that are just so loyal and, and yeah. They don't care. They're like, whatever your price is, I'll pay it. I know you're going to do what I like. I'm leaving beautiful period. That's so awesome. I have, I have people who used to come to me from Groupon. They used oh. to pay $80 for the Groupon and now they are, they don't mind paying $500. And I'll tell you this. I don't think $500 in this today's money is a lot. Like $500 is like people goes to vacations. They spend thousands of dollars. People goes to buy merchandise. They buy shoes. They buy hundred dollars is not a money anymore so when like we go out it you know how much everywhere united states like hundred dollars is not a money it used to be but right now hundred dollars is like one meal so we charge five hundred dollars you have to work your bottle to make you know decent money a day a week a month so we really need to like as a hairstylist we need to understand like money is not the same anymore so we cannot be like okay three dollars oh i'm happy you know the Everything is getting expensive. So we really need to like understand the money. Like the real money is like $500, $600 for balayage. Yes. But $300, I wouldn't even do a foil right now. If asking someone asks, oh, can you do a foil? No, I can't. I'd rather not to do it than do it cheaper. Right. I'd rather not to do it than do it cheaper. Yeah. And, and somebody I had on a podcast earlier was saying, you know, when she niched down into doing just extension work. She was like, I had to release, like letting go of certain clients that I had done before. Yeah. And, and she's like, the way I wrapped my head around, it was scary. She's like, I gave up like 90% of my clients. She's like, but I had to think of like, I was blessing another stylist with that business. Like, I don't want to do it. 
you don't want to pay what I'm going to charge even if I was to do it. So like, I'm going to say no so that you end up with the right person. Cause if I say yes now, like I'm going to forever hate doing your hair. Like yeah. I'm going to resent you. I'm not going to look forward to doing you every time I see you on the books. Like it's just going to be not a good situation. But also I just want to add this to it. I, when I went viral on Instagram on social media, 2017, I was very like busy. I was getting so much like I, I need to book an appointment. What I did was prior to that, I was doing a bunch of models for free. So sometimes even though I speak like that, maybe there's going to be a day down the road, like next week, two months, I'm going to see a girl with lots of hair. Come be my model, you know, or I'm going to see someone color correction and they don't, they don't want to pay $600. I would kind of like think like as a business person, okay, she doesn't want, she doesn't want to pay 600, but I can charge her 400 plus. I'm going to create great content. I can book her one of my, less busy, least busiest day. So it's kind of like thinking like a business person, you know, it's not just like, okay, she's going to pay 400, but I'm going to get really good content. Right. It's going to lead me another six, seven people. Yep. You know, it's, it's also like, that's why sometimes we do classes. We do like in-person classes. Sometimes I, when I try to explain pricing, I try to be like, okay, of course, charge what you worth, but also think, you know, what can you get out of this person? Not just money-wise, you know? Can you create really good content? Is she very beautiful? Is she has very beautiful hair? Is she is like a model? I don't know. If she has like big Instagram page, there's so many ifs. If she's meeting one of them, I'm willing to give $100 off. It's okay. Because I know I'm going to make much more. Yes. So true. And that's the part of like being an old timer in the industry. Like I've just stayed with my clients over the years. And, you know, I find, how come I haven't taken any photos this week? I'm like, because your clients are not instagram models like there's not exactly. you don't want to take a picture of it yes they, they left beautiful in their own way but like they're not what's selling the dream on instagram for yeah. clients that i want in my chair and so shifting that for like an old season stylist like getting into the mindset of like taking on younger girls or starting to solicit new business by not booking myself out crazy with my previous i was almost the opposite where now i want new fresh younger doing more projects the balayage tickets that are higher Versus like the bread and butter stuff that supported my business like early on when I was younger. Um, but I think that's like something you got to roll into and, and figure out what, like, what do you want from your career? And it's like, if you want to expand, if you want to be an educator, if you want to only be in the salon a couple of days, like it's got to be worth your time. So charging what you do is like what makes sense, right? Yes, true. But also, like we said, it's really like you got to think sometimes there is things more important than money. Like, like what you said transitioning from single process to younger girl balayage you gotta do some free work if you ask me like if i were that person i will just go on instagram find beautiful girls 20 years old 25 years old dm them hey let me do your hair for free hey let me do you do 20 of them i bet you after two months you're gonna have a bunch of beautiful young girls asking you can you do my hair so it's like really you if you are willing to give a little bit from yourself you're gonna get some because if you're not willing to give a little bit from yourself, you're not going to get anything. The world is, doesn't work like that, you know? No. So it's very important to separate two things from each other. I agree. I agree. And sometimes the investment you make now by not necessarily getting paid or doing the models will, will pay dividends in the end. You're so right. Like, I remember we used to do models all the time. And we would make them pay, like, a $20 model fee. Like, if you can get someone to pay half your rate so that they could be a model, like, even better. Yeah. Right? That's everything. So you guys you guys can follow SEL at fucking hair if you want to see the real is real or of course he has his own instagram um 
that I also love watching too, because I get to see the little different side of you and you just do the most beautiful work. Like I love, like, it's, it's like those videos where it's like the oddly satisfying videos. That's like watching you do hair and like, oh yeah, it is. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah. You really have crafted an art with like how you do your content and just like how you show up. So if you guys need some motivation, if you need a little inspiration on how to like start to grow your page, how to really show up on social media, Go follow this guy because he's the real deal. I appreciate you so much. So where can we find you at both of those Instagrams? And then if you are looking to bring exclusive education in-house to your salon, um, he is for hire for that. I would love to have you in San Diego. I'm just going to throw that out there. Oh, I got okay. to set up something. Um, and if you ever need a hand with anything, like I'm down to come to New York. and, and Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, and hopefully we can do this again soon. I loved having you on. Thank you. And as always, you guys, I hope that you found some inspiration in this podcast. Um, if you found any value or some good aha moments or takeaways, please tag us in your stories, share us on social media, and share this with your friend because the more people we can get this podcast out to, the more impacts we can make by sharing these stories. Um, Seal, I love you. Thank you so much, man. It was great to see you on here. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye.